This is a recording of Pixelated Prophets, a history and analysis of Book of Mormon-themed video games by Jeffrey M. Draper and Aaron M. Curtis, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint faith and scholarship, read by Aaron Curtis. Abstract. Video games represent an innovative medium for entertainment and artistic expression with the potential for fostering deeper engagement with religious texts such as the Book of Mormon. Over the past three decades, developers have produced dozens of video games based on the Book of Mormon. This paper provides a comprehensive history of these video games. We examine how these games use different genres, styles, and levels of scriptural fidelity to create immersive and interactive experiences based on ancient stories and teachings. We also discuss the challenges and opportunities for developing and distributing Book of Mormon-themed video games in a competitive and changing market and discuss the future potential of religious-themed video games in fostering unique spiritual experiences. For centuries, the scriptures have inspired artists and authors. Sacred texts provide the basis for countless paintings, sculptures, novels, songs, and films. Unsurprisingly, since the advent of computer games in the late 20th century, the scriptures have also inspired many video game developers. The first video games based on Christian scriptures trace their origin to the books Bible Basic and Computer Bible Games published in the early 1980s. These books contained several Bible-themed type-in programs that could run on popular home computers of the day such as the TRS-80 or Commodore 64. Since then, developers worldwide have created an extensive collection of scripturally-themed video games. The most common text is the Old Testament, but there are also games based on the New Testament and the Book of Mormon. However, the development of Christian-themed video games frequently faces a lack of funding, partly because of a history of mediocre games and the relatively small size of the core gamer audience for such games. Despite the small size of this niche in the gaming industry, a historical examination of these efforts can help sh to shed light on the ways that video game development serves to provide marketable products, as well as to act as an expression of the faith of game developers. This paper focuses on video games based on the Book of Mormon. Indeed, some Latter-day Saint game developers may feel a special call to create and distribute games inspired by the Book of Mormon. In an October 1988 General Conference address, Ezra Taft Benson declared, quote, I have a vision of artists putting into film drama, literature, music, and paintings, great themes, and great characters from the Book of Mormon, close quote. It is not unreasonable to imagine game developers being among the artists referred to by President Benson. In a review of literature related to the Book of Mormon, Paul Gutyar hints at the existence of Book of Mormon-themed video games, but he does not cite any specific examples. Our paper is the first effort to collect analyze and categorize every commercial video game ever made about the Book of Mormon. Video Game Genres Although the term video game correctly refers to a variety of styles of entertainment software, we choose to focus on the following three genres. Adventure or RPG, Action or Arcade, and Puzzle or Recreational. An adventure game is typically a single-player game in which the player goes on a quest, to acquire some valuable object or rescue someone in danger. The player must overcome obstacles by using creativity, 
or logic. Combat is either absent or minimal. A role-playing game, or RPG, is like an adventure game, except that combat serves as a problem-solving technique. Examples of mainstream adventure games include the King's Quest and Myst series for desktop computers, and the Room series for mobile devices. In an action or arcade game, quick reflexes take priority over plot and character development. Players may need to jump over obstacles, navigate a maze, or blast enemy ships for fighters. Long-time examples include such titles as Pac-Man or Super Mario Brothers. Newer franchises include Fortnite, Halo, and Need for Speed. Puzzle or recreational games started as a sub-genre of action or arcade games, but their ubiquity on mobile devices merits a category of their own. Puzzle or recreational games usually feature two-dimensional graphics, bright colors, and a simplified plot. Typically, they involve solving simple visual puzzles. They are often intended to be played in small spurts when the player has only a few minutes available. For this reason, puzzle or recreational games are sometimes referred to as casual games. Tetris was an early example of this genre. So-called match-three games such as Bejeweled or Candy Crush Saga are also popular. Other contemporary puzzle or recreational games include Wordscapes or Flow Free. Though there are additional genres of video games, many of the Book of Mormon-themed video games created to date tend to fall into one of these three broad categories. Specifically, we exclude from our analysis quiz-style games, that is, games that focus solely on answering trivia questions about the Book of Mormon. There are many high-quality scripture quiz games on the various app stores, and we enjoy playing them. However, we have found that most quiz games consist primarily of sequences of multiple-choice questions, with little room for innovation. In contrast, developers of adventure, arcade, and puzzle video games have significant creative latitude in creating their works. Since the Book of Mormon is first and foremost a religious text, its authors rarely provided details about other mundane aspects of daily living. Thus, as game developers build their simulated worlds, they are forced to add non-canonical elements to the gameplay. They must make educated or fanciful guesses about ancient architecture, clothing, and weaponry. Author Chris Heimerdinger referred to this process as, quote, putting flesh on the bones, close quote. The first commercially available video game based on Book of Mormon events, Nephi's Quest, was published in 1991. Nephi's Quest was a pioneering outlier. No additional Book of Mormon-themed games would appear until more than a decade later. However, the advent of the web and later of mobile app storefronts have significantly lowered the barrier of entry for aspiring developers, leading to a veritable flood over the past two decades of Book of Mormon-themed games of varying scope, genre, and, alas, quality. In this paper, we first present a chronological overview of 29 Book of Mormon-themed video games. We then analyze them based on several factors, including genre, setting, and scriptural fidelity. Finally, we discuss why the creation of new Book of Mormon-themed video games is in decline and suggest avenues for future development. Scriptural Fidelity For each of the games in this paper, we include a ranking for scriptural fidelity. In this context, scriptural fidelity refers to how closely the events portrayed in the video game mirror the actual events as recorded in the Book of Mormon. For simplicity, we have categorized each game into one of three general scriptural fidelity groupings, low, medium, or high. 
Since our judgments are admittedly subjective, we present below the criteria used for our classification. A game with low scriptural fidelity might feature scriptural characters out of context or use religious artwork in a non-religious setting. For example, the game Book of Mormon Match 3 features graphics inspired by the Book of Mormon, but is otherwise just a standard Match 3 game. In a game with medium scriptural fidelity, characters and events from the scriptures are portrayed in their natural context without adhering strictly to the scriptural record. Non-canonical characters and activities may have been added for the sake of the narrative and for playability. Most of the games reviewed in this paper fall under the medium category. For example, the game Ancient Adventures of the Book of Mormon includes a scene in which Jared confronts Nimrod atop the Tower of Babel. Although such an event could conceivably have taken place in real life, it is not mentioned in the scriptural account. A high-fidelity game features scriptural characters participating in events described in the scriptures. Non-canonical characters and activities are minimal or non-existent. For example, in the game Journey to the Desert, the player must collect each of the supplies listed in Ether, Ether chapters 1 and 2 to help the Jaredites prepare for their journey across the ocean. Although a few puzzles have been added for the sake of playability, we rank this game as high fidelity because the supply list is taken directly from the scriptural account, and there are no non-canonical characters or dialogue. A chronological review. We have compiled an exhaustive list of every Book of Mormon-themed video game published between 1991 and 2021. However, since many of these games are no longer distributed, some titles may have slipped through the cracks. This paper includes screenshots from each game for which we had permission from the publisher or developer. Interestingly, only two games were distributed on traditional media, that is, discs in a shrink-wrapped box. The rest were made available online, either as web pages or mobile apps. Moreover, of the 29 games cataloged below, only 12 are available for sale or download as of the time of this writing. The technological changes make historical research into video games difficult. Tracking down copies of discontinued titles can be a challenge. Older PC-based games published on physical media like floppy disks or CDs or DVDs are relatively easy to find secondhand. The advent of web and mobile computing platforms increased the ease of distribution for games. However, it also decreased the longevity of these applications. Once a web page goes offline or a mobile app is unlisted from an app store, tracking down original copies of these games becomes quite difficult. These same challenges make it difficult for video game developers to create applications with an ongoing relationship with their gaming audience. Small developers with relatively little funding often lack the financial means or incentive to continue updating their applications after the initial publication of the game. In the scripture-based video game genre, these pressures impact the resources that developers are willing to allocate toward making a game that is both creative and tightly connected to the scripture text on which it is based. Nephi's Quest Nephi's Quest was published in 1991 by Eagle Marketing Corporation. It was an adventure game based on 1st Nephi Chapter 2 and was developed for the MS-DOS platform. The game was distributed on a 3.5-inch floppy disk and sold for $29.95. It has a medium level of scriptural fidelity. Nephi's Quest was the first commercially available Book of Mormon-themed video game. It is difficult to overstate the historical significance of this game as the first commercially available Book of Mormon-themed video game, this pioneering effort predates its successors in the genre by more than a decade.
Stephen Schallenberger, the executive producer of Nephi's Quest, was already an established publisher of scripture-themed picture books through his company, Eagle Marketing Corporation. According to Schallenberger, the decision to create Nephi's Quest was inspired by a desire to provide a spiritually uplifting alternative to the existing video games of the day. Author Stephen R. Covey served as an advisor to the project, and veteran game programmer Chuck Peavy was recruited to develop the game. In Nephi's Quest, the player assumes the titular role of Nephi. Early in the game, Lehi informs his family that they will be moving into the wilderness, and Nephi is assigned the task of purchasing supplies for the journey. As Nephi, the player must explore ancient Jerusalem in search of supplies. Nephi's quest did not require any typing. The player interacted with the game using a series of icons along the right-hand side of the screen. The game manual refers to the game at one point as Nephi's Quest 1 thus implying the possibility of a second adventure. In fact, when PV developed Nephi's Quest, he implemented a general-purpose game engine that could be reused for sequels as needed. However, no sequel was ever developed. According to Schallenberger, about 5,000 copies of Nephi's Quest were sold. Following the publication of Nephi's Quest, 13 years would pass before the publication of additional Book of Mormon-themed video games. The, the, the initial foray of this new wave was instigated by the Bombtoon Studio, which published four games in 2005. These could be played in a web browser with the Adobe Flash plugin. Between 2006 and 2010, Bombtoons published four more video games, ultimately comprising eight of the 29 games included in our review. The first game published by Bombtoons was Gideon Foo. It was an arcade action game based on Mosiah chapter 19 verses 4 through 8 and was freely available for play on the web with the Flash plugin. The game is no longer available to the, due to the end of life of the Flash platform. This game scores medium on the scriptural fidelity rating. Gideon Fu takes inspiration from the side-scrolling martial arts arcade games typical of the 1980s. The player assumes the role of the Nephite patriot Gideon, who is attempting to assassinate the corrupt King Noah. When the game starts, Gideon is pursuing Noah, who has retreated to his tower. The player must jump, kick, and punch his way past hordes of non-canonical ninja soldiers, unleashed by Noah to prevent Gideon from reaching the top of the tower. Donkey Bomb, as the name implies, is a parody of the classic arcade game Donkey Kong. Donkey Bomb was also published by Bombtoons in 2005 and was freely available to be played on the web using the Flash plugin. The game was based on Alma chapter 55 verses 6 through 20 and scores a medium on the scriptural fidelity rating. The game's introductory screen states, quote, your layman, the one from Alma 55, the Lamanites are holding some Nephites prisoner. Since you're a converted Lamanite, you've been sent as a covert operative to infiltrate the Lamanite city of Gid and cast weapons to the prisoners to prepare them for the final showdown. Good luck, close quote. Like the original Donkey Kong, the player's character starts at the bottom of the screen and has to scale a series of platforms to the top of the screen to reach a goal. The goal of the first level is to reach a bottle of wine located in the upper left corner of the game screen. An interstitial cartoon portrays Laman giving the wine to the Lamanite guards as described in Alma chapter 55, verses 8 through 13. In the second level, the player must retrieve a weapon located at the bottom of the screen and deliver it to the Nephite prisoner at the top of the screen. Nephi's Stakeout. Brother Nephi's ultra-fantastic point-and-click adventure, Part 1, Nephi's Stakeout, was published by Bomb Tunes in 2005. 
This adventure game was also freely available on the web with the Flash plugin. It was based on 1 Nephi chapter 3, verses 24 through 26, and chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. The game scores medium on the scriptural fidelity rating. As far as adventure games go, Nephi's stakeout is extremely short. All the action takes place along a single section in Jerusalem's outer wall. The game begins with an introductory cartoon that sets up the backstory. After Lehi's son's second attempt to retrieve the brass plates from Laban, Laban steals their property and sends his servants to kill them. When the game begins, Nephi and his brothers have successfully escaped Laban's minions and are safely hiding outside the walls of Jerusalem. At this point, the game takes a humorously non-canonical turn. Sam and Laban pass the time by playing a game of marbles while Lemuel naps peacefully. The player assumes the role of Nephi, whose one goal is to find a way to get into the city. Since the gate is padlocked, the player has to find a rope with which to scale the walls. Once Nephi gets to the other side of the wall, the game ends. For the purposes of the narrative, the game introduces a non-scriptural character, a cynical meat salesman with whom Nephi barters for supplies. In Nephi's stakeout, the player interacts with the game environment using point-and-click icons for walking and talking, as well as for examining, taking, and dropping objects. This user interface would be refined and improved in the sequel. The sheer brevity of this game leads us to conclude that it was never intended as a standalone game, but rather as a prologue to its much longer sequel, Brother Nephi's ultra-fantastic point-and-click adventure part 2, Quest for the Plates, released in 2010. Overcome. As recorded in Alma 19, King Lamoni and his people were taught the gospel by the Nephite missionary Ammon, assisted by a local convert named Abish. Memorably, those in Lamoni's household experienced temporary unconsciousness upon their conversion. It is this unique phenomenon from which the game Overcome draws its premise. Overcome is an arcade action game published by Bombtoons in 2005. Like the other Bombtoon publications, Overcome would be played for free on the web as a Flash-based application. Consequently, it's no longer available due, due to the end of life of the pl Flash platform. The game is specifically based on Alma chapter 19, verses 14 through 30. The game scores medium on the scriptural fidelity rating. Although the game's setting and characters are canonical, the gameplay itself is not. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first Book of Mormon-themed game to require two players. One player assumes the role of Ammon, and the other player plays the role of Abish. The game screen has an upstairs and downstairs platform. The player characters can move between the two platforms by passing through specific on-screen doorways. In addition to Ammon and Abish, there are several non-player characters, NPCs, that move around randomly. In stark contrast to the scriptural account, in the game, Ammon and Abish are at odds with each other, engaged in a sort of comical zero-sum game. Abish's goal is to induce people to faint, and Ammon's goal is to catch them before they faint. The player controlling Ammon earns points for each NPC that he can catch before fainting, while the Abish player earns points for every NPC that faints without first being caught. The game is timed. Whichever player gets more points in the allotted time is declared the winner. Stripling Warriors 2060 is another Bomb Tunes publication. Released in 2005, this Flash-based action arcade game is not a full-fledged game, but rather a slapstick parody of the fighting game genre. Here, the number 2060 does not refer to a futuristic year, but rather to the total number of Stripling Warriors in Helaman's army described in Alma chapter 57, verses 19 and 20. 
the player assumes the role of a luckless Lamanite soldier who must duel against an indomitable stripling warrior. Unlike most games, there is no way to win. In fact, it is impossible to defeat the stripling warrior. The humor or novelty of this game comes from discovering all the ways that the stripling warrior can defeat you. The game's documentation sums it up nicely. Quote, can you endure death after death at the hands of all 2060 stripling warriors? The game keeps track of how many battles the player has lost up to a maximum of 2060. But we confess we did not have the patience to make it that far. This game scores low on the scriptural fidelity rating. Moroni's March. Moroni's March is a 2005 flash-based adventure game published by BombToons and is patterned after the classic video game Lemmings. The setting is based on Alma chapter 62 verses 3 through 6. In that passage, Captain Moroni leads a march of soldiers to the land of Gideon to overthrow the kingmen and reinstate Pehoran as chief judge. In the original Lemmings game, the player controls a collection of small creatures who must follow a path from one part of the game screen to another. The player temporarily endows upon individual creatures various abilities such as digging, bridge building, or flight, which facilitates the pathway for others. Moroni's march is similar, except that the lemmings are replaced with Nephite soldiers. The goal of Moroni's march is to safely transport the Nephite soldiers from one location to another. The player can endow various soldiers with special powers to help their fellows navigate the terrain. The game consists of several screens of generally increasing difficulty. The game ends either when Moroni runs out of soldiers or when he arrives in the land of Gideon. The game scores medium on the scriptural fidelity rating. Bomb Beat Battle Bomb Beat Battle was another flash-based arcade action game published in 2007 by BombToons. On the surface, Bomb Beat Battle looks like a parody of the typical fighting game two on-screen characters, Captain Moroni and Gaddy Anton, face off in hand-to-hand -hand combat. However, the game more closely resembles such classic rhythm games as Guitar Hero and Rock Band. A pattern of notes that the player must play flows across the screen, and the player can only attack or defend himself against the opponent if the notes are played correctly. Since Bomb Beat Battle is intended to be played on home computers, the notes are just keys that the user must press on the keyboard rather than actual musical notes. Bomb Beat Battle can be played either by one or two players. The players can choose whether to be Moroni or Gadianton. In one-player mode, the computer assumes the role of the opposing player. This game scores low on the scriptural fidelity rating simply because there is no recorded meeting between Moroni and Gadianton in the Book of Mormon. In fact, Captain Moroni's death is recorded in Alma chapter 63, verse 3, two chapters before Gadianton is first mentioned in Helaman chapter 2, verse 4. Quest for the Plates Brother Nephi's ultra-fantastic point-and-click adventure, part 2, Quest for the Plates, is by far the most ambitious of BombToon's many offerings. Unlike most of BombToon's other games, in which all the action is confined to one or two game screens, Quest for the Plates features several locations to explore, multiple items to collect, and eight NPCs with whom Nephi can engage in detailed conversations. It was released in 2010 as both a free online web-based version and an offline version for Android devices for 99 cents. The web version of Quest for the Plates contained several improvements over its predecessor, Nephi's Stakeout. 
the actions toolbar had been streamlined and the player's inventory was always on screen for easy access. The Android version of Quest for the Plates moved the actions toolbar to the right side of the screen to make better use of the phone's limited screen real estate. It also included a save game feature that was missing from the web version. Unfortunately, due to the discontinuance of Flash, the web and Android versions are both currently unavailable. Quest for the Plates picks up exactly where Nephi's stakeout leaves off and is based on verses 5-38 through 38 of chapter 4 of 1st Nephi. Now that he's inside the walls of Jerusalem, Nephi must make his way to Laban's house and retrieve the brass plates. Along the way, Nephi must complete several non-canonical tasks, such as outsmarting a dreidel-wielding smuggler, deflecting the advances of a lovesick maiden, bartering with a homeless inventor, rescuing a cat from a tree, traversing a river of mud, disabling a laser defense system, and making homemade mushroom paste. Of course, the expected scriptural elements are present as well. Near the end of the game, Nephi has to kill Laban, don his armor, and convince Zoram that he is Laban in order to retrieve the brass plates and return them safely to his waiting brothers. Despite all the humorous non-scriptural additions to the story, the game is consistently respectful of the character of Nephi as a prophet. The game, therefore, has a medium ranking for scriptural fidelity. The game has two modes, which the user can select at the start of the game cartoony blood, and gumdrop mode. The primary difference between the two is how the death of Laban is portrayed. In cartoony blood mode, blood is shown when Nephi slays Laban. In gumdrop mode, butterflies and rainbows are shown instead. In addition, an extra task is included in cartoony blood mode. Nephi must wash the blood from Laban's armor before being admitted to Laban's house. In gumdrop mode, this scene is simply skipped. Laban's armor is already clean when Nephi puts it on. At the end of the game, a brief cartoon shows Lehi asking his sons to go back up to Jerusalem to get wives. A teaser is then displayed for a third installment to the series entitled Quest for Wives. Although some concept work, artwork was created, the third game was never produced. Lamanite. Lamanite was a mobile arcade game published in 2010 by Spentech Labs in the iOS App Store. The game was based on Helaman chapter 16 verses 2 through 3. Lamanite received a medium scriptural fidelity rating. Details about this discontinued game are difficult to find. Only a few online references to it exist. A promotional summary about this game states, quote, You are Samuel, a Lamanite prophet, sent to declare repentance to the people. You must preach to the people while evading arrows, stones, and more. Not everyone wants to listen to you and will work hard to destroy you. The longer you survive, the more believers you can obtain. As time moves forward and the levels go by, Lamanite becomes exceedingly difficult. Will you help the city repent, or will you become victim to its wickedness? In Helam, a stripling warrior quest, the player assumes the titular role of Helam, a fictional Nephite boy, who tries to find a Lamanite robber who burned down the synagogue in his village. Helaman later learns that this robber is the same man who killed Helam's father, during the battle described in verses 20 through 22 of Alma chapter 24. Along the way, Helam is joined by two friends, Naomi and Hem, who assist him in his quest. The characters in the game are not to be confused with the canonical Helam, Naomi and Hem, mentioned in Mosiah 18:12, Ruth 1:2, and Mosiah chapter 7 verse 6, respectively. 
Although the game is set in ancient America and refers to Book of Mormon geography and events, the game's characters and storyline are fictional. The game therefore has a scriptural fidelity ranking of low. Helam is arguably the most technologically advanced Book of Mormon game ever made. Helam's gameplay reflects the advances in computer hardware in the 20 years since Nephi's quest, featuring real-time, smoothly animated 3D graphics and an instrumental soundtrack. In contrast to most games we reviewed, Helam includes a significant combat component with many enemies, both animal and human, that must be defeated as part of the game. This is, however, standard fare for a typical RPG. Helam was designed and developed by React Games, an independent game development team based in Salt Lake City. According to Chad Lee, CEO of React Games, the idea to create a Book of Mormon-themed video game was the result of a series of discussions with the leadership of Deseret Book. The game was distributed by Deseret Book on DVD-ROM for Windows and Mac OS platforms for $24.98. In the end, however, Helam did not sell as well as Nephi's Quest. Lee estimates that less than 1,000 copies were sold. Journey to the Promised Land Celestial Glory 1 Journey to the Promised Land was published on the Amazon and iOS app stores in 2012. Little is known about the game. The screenshots on Amazon's App Store for the discontinued game look interesting, but the game itself is currently unplayable. When it launches, it attempts to retrieve data from a defunct website and then crashes. From the documentation, it appears to have been a multiplayer RPG based on First Nephi. Players could form clans to accomplish in-game tasks collaboratively. The game was free with an indication that in-app purchases would be available. With little information available about the gameplay, we are unable to assign a scriptural fidelity rating. Despite the Roman numeral 1 in the title, to the best of our knowledge, no sequel was ever developed or released. Journey to the Desert As a 2D side-scrolling platform game, Journey to the Desert bears a superficial resemblance to the original Super Mario Bros. games, yet the tasks in the game are grounded in historical fact, not fantasy. In this 2013 arcade action game, the player must solve puzzles to gather grain as well as capture birds, sheep, fish, and beehives. The same supplies that the Jaredites gathered prior to their journey. The game begins by reviewing either chapter 1, verse 41, and chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, which lists the supplies Jared and his brother took with them on their initial journey into the Valley of Nimrod. In the game, the player assumes the role of the brother of Jared, the goal is to collect supplies for the Jaredite's upcoming journey. In contrast to many other arcade games reviewed herein, Journey to the Desert is quite faithful to the scriptural record. Simple puzzles are included, but they are derived from the scriptural account. The player must find an empty hive before he can capture a swarm of bees. The player has to lure a fish into a vessel and lay a snare to capture a bird. The game ends after the player collects all the items and implies that additional chapters of the game will be released soon. However, no sequels were created. As of this writing, Journey to the Desert is no longer available on Google Play. This is one of the games that was created for the Elias Tech Gospel app and game contest. Ancient Adventures of the Book of Mormon Ancient Adventures of the Book of Mormon consists of two distinct episodes, both of which take place in the period described in chapters 1 and 2 of Ether. In this 2014 mobile game, the user can select which episode to play from the app's title screen. In the first episode, Jared at the Tower of Babel, 
the player assumes the role of Jared, who is on a quest to investigate the nearby Tower of Babel and report his findings back to his brother. If Jared reaches the top of the tower, he confronts Nimrod and witnesses the confounding of the language. In the second episode, The Brother of Jared, the player assumes the role of the brother of Jared, that is, Mahanrai Moriankumar. In this game, the player needs to collect supplies, notably wood, to construct barges. Both episodes feature beautiful 3D graphics and smooth animation. The game's puzzles seem out of place in the ancient Mesopotamian setting. For example, as Jared makes his way to the Tower of Babel, a random villager challenges to a game of four in a row. Another villager requires Jared to complete a sliding tile puzzle. To be sure, Ancient Adventures of the Book of Mormon is not the only game with anachronistic elements. After all, in Quest for the Plates, Nephi must disable a laser beam to enter Laban's house. The difference is that Quest for the Plates is intentionally and unabashedly a comedy. Indeed, the anachronisms are an essential part of the game's humor. In contrast, Ancient Adventures of the Book of Mormon has a more subdued and serious tone, thus making the anachronistic puzzles feel a bit off. Lehi's Escape Lehi's Escape is set in Jerusalem, perhaps a year or so before Lehi's exodus to the Americas. The story is based on the setting described in Chapter 1 of First Nephi. In this 2014 adventure game, the player assumes the role of Lehi, who must complete a series of 27 quests to complete the game. The gameplay itself tends to be somewhat repetitive. Each quest consists of wandering around the landscape searching for a certain number of hidden objects. There are a few NPCs with which the player can interact, but most of the game is spent searching one's environment for hidden items. This game is notable for being one of the few Book of Mormon games available on the Windows Store. It was also the winner of the People's Choice Award at the 2014 Gospel Games and App Contest. Book of Mormon Match 3 Book of Mormon Match 3 is just a clone of other well-known Match 3 puzzle games like Bejeweled or Candy Crush. The only difference is that Book of Mormon Match 3 uses icons like the Liahona, swords, bows, Mesoamerican temples, and the Tree of Life instead of conventional jewels or candy. The game was published exclusively for the iOS platform in 2014 and received a low scriptural fidelity rating. Book of Mormon Jump Book of Mormon Jump is a simple platform jumping game on the iOS platform with a tenuous connection to the Book of Mormon. The main character bears a superficial resemblance to Captain Moroni as portrayed in Arnold Freeberg artwork. 3D Book of Mormon Infinite Run 3D Book of Mormon Infinite Run is a simple clone of running games like Temple Run, but set in a jungle environment. Despite the words Book of Mormon in the game's title, its only connection to the scriptures is that the characters are wearing clothes like those worn by Nephites in church artwork. We note in passing that, in addition to these three Book of Mormon-themed games, UTAPS also di distributes several other virtually identical games that feature characters such as princesses, vikings, and ninjas. Their apparent strategy is to create several versions of the same game targeted for various audiences. Once the upfront development costs are absorbed, it takes very little effort to skin an app with different themes and market it as a different game. It is a compelling business strategy, even though their games have only a superficial relevance to the Book of Mormon. The Great Book of Mormon Adventure The Great Book of Mormon Adventure is a hidden object game with a scriptural flair. 
There are 13 chapters or levels, each with two pictures, one depicting a scene from the Book of Mormon and another that likens the corresponding message from the Book of Mormon to our day. For example, chapter one contains both a picture of Nephi's family crossing the sea and a family moving to a new house. Similarly, chapter two contains a picture of the prophet Enos praying in the forest and a picture of a young boy saying the opening prayer in family home evening. LDS Scripture Heroes. LDS Scripture, Hero, Scripture Heroes is a collection of jigsaw puzzle and picture matching games featuring cartoon renderings of Book of Mormon and Bible characters. Some activities are purely picture based. Some require knowledge of scripture stories. A pre-recorded voiceover provides a descriptive biography of each featured scriptural character. Heroes of the Book of Mormon, The Servant of Helaman. The Servant of Helaman is one of several scriptural games created by Levi Hilton, son of noted BYU religion professor John Hilton III. It was featured in an article in the Deseret News. At the time he created this game, Levi was only 14 years old. He created it with RPG Maker, a game authoring tool that creates top-down 2D games similar in style to old Nintendo games like The Legend of Zelda. We were unable to obtain a copy of The Servant of Helaman for review. Based on the Kickstarter campaign information for the project, we conclude it is a fictionalized retelling of the story in Helaman 2, verses 6 through 9, in which a Nephite patriot foils a plot to assassinate the Chief Judge Helaman. Heroes of the Book of Mormon, The Servant of Teancum The Servant of Teancum is a prequel to The Servant of Helaman. Unlike The Servant of Helaman, we did obtain a copy of The Servant of Teancum to evaluate. We assume the gameplay is similar across the two games, in this game, the player assumes the role of Teancum's servant, mentioned in Alma 51, verse 33. In a bit of historical license, the character is assumed to be the same individual who was the servant of Helaman from the previous game. Like its predecessor, the servant of Teancum was created with the game authoring system RPG Maker. As a convenience, RPG Maker includes many samples of stock art that developers can use in their games. This artwork appears frequently in the servant of Teancum. As in many RPGs, the player must also fight a variety of enemies, both human and animal, which are randomly located around the environment. If the player is injured during the course of these battles, his or her health can be restored by drinking potions, a non-canonical gimmick doubtlessly borrowed from the RPG, RPG genre. Other than that, the plot of The Servant of Tancum follows the Book of Mormon narrative fairly faithfully. The player, in the role of the title character, begins by escorting Morianton's maidservant to Moroni's camp, as told in Alma 50, verses 30 to 31, and later accompanies Teancum on his two stealth missions to assassinate Amalekai and his brother, referenced in Alma 51, 33 to 34, and 62, verse 36, the latter of which proved fatal for Teancum. Scripture Hero Scripture here purports to be about Nephi, but has almost nothing to do with the Book of Mormon. The player controls a cartoony smile face that is perched atop a series of narrow walls that resemble Stonehenge. The player must construct temporary bridges to allow the smiley face to roll from one wall to the next without falling. The game's documentation refers to the smiley face as Nephi, presumably because it's sporting a headband like those Nephi is shown wearing in Arnold Freeberg paintings. Boma, the Great War. Boma, the Great War is a cross between a war simulation game and a choose-your-own-adventure-style narrative. 
in Boma, Book of Mormon Adventure, the player assumes the role of newly promoted Nephite military leader who must help protect the city of Moroni from a Lamanite invasion. The player must make various choices like how many soldiers to deploy and which offensive and defensive tactics to use. As the battle progresses, the game presents the player with other choices which ultimately will determine if the campaign is successful. The game also includes simple hand-drawn artwork. As an aside, we note that this game is best played on a tablet. The graphics and text are hard to read on phones with small screens. Book of Mormon Touch. Book of Mormon Touch features two modes, story mode and game mode. In story mode, the app is essentially a children's picture book with several stories from the Book of Mormon. The illustrations and narration are nicely done. In game mode, the app allows users to choose from a variety of simple activities, such as adding color to black and white line drawings, or recreating scenes from scripture stories by dragging character cutouts onto a background picture. Originally, the app followed a freemium business model in, in which a few stories were included for free, with additional stories available for purchase. Later versions included all the stories gratis, but with a request for donations. Las Aventuras de Nefi Las Aventuras de Nefi, titled in English as Nephi's Adventures, Jerusalem, is notable for being multilingual. The title screen lets the user select between English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Like other adventure games, the player controls a character that moves around a 3D environment and interacts with other NPCs. The player assumes the role of Nephi, who must explore Jerusalem looking for his parents and older brothers, who are scattered around random locations in the city. Once found, each family member follows Nephi until they are all together. The game ends with the whole family walking out of the city gate. Periodically, the game will pop up a multiple-choice trivia question whose answer can be found in the Book of Mormon. Like Boma above, the game is also best played on tablet. The font used in the text captions is quite small and may be difficult to read on small screens. This game occasionally displays full screen ads, which may be distracting for some players. Tree of Life AR Tree of Life AR is, is unique in that it is the only one distributed by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For classification purposes, we put its genre as adventure, but it is not really a game. Rather, Tree of Life AR is an augmented reality AR system that projects imagery from Lehi's dream, taken from the Church's Book of Mormon video series onto the user's surrounding environment. Unfortunately, Tree of Life AR suffered from both hardware limitations and software bugs, and the Church discontinued it after only a few months. Although the app is no longer available for download, its webpage is still up, which offers a glimpse of the vision the app's, cre the app's creators held for it. Book of Mormon Heroes Taking inspiration from collectible trading card games like Pokemon and Magic the Gathering, Book of Mormon Heroes is essentially a set of trading cards featuring artistic renditions of characters from the Book of Mormon. The player starts with a random assortment of five cards. The player can earn additional cards by answering quiz questions based on the Book of Mormon. The game even allows players to trade cards with other players. In addition, there are a few cards featuring imaginary non-canonical characters such as Dinah the Jaredite and Sarah the Nephite. Of course, since this is a computer game rather than a physical card game, the cards are virtual, just pictures on the screen. Each card also has a reverse side viewable by tapping an on-screen button that lists a selection of scripture verses related to that character. As with other trading card games, there is an optional combat component. 
the player can use their cards to each battle against canonical villains, such as Laman or Amalekiah. Each card has a different ability, level, attack strength, and health points that influence its performance in battle. The cards are drawn in a mythic style that differs markedly from traditional artistic depictions of scriptural characters. For example, many characters are depicted carrying glowing orbs of energy or streams of magical glitter. This style of artwork is common and expected in fictional wizarding universes. Such style decisions illustrate the tension between following established expectations for a game genre and adhering to the fidelity of a record of actual people from the Book of Mormon. Interestingly, of all the games in this paper, this is the only one that is still being actively developed. Analysis. Some game genres tend to be marked by certain levels of scriptural fidelity. Not surprisingly, many action arcade games exhibit low scriptural fidelity. This is perhaps because the fast nature of arcade games does not leave much time for doctrinal or historical nuance. Most adventure or RPG games fall in the medium category. Their slow pace allows them to tell a story based on the scriptures. However, due to the non-linear nature of adventure games, non-canonical elements are often introduced to account for situations not specifically addressed in the scriptural record. Puzzle games can go either way. Some, such as Scripture Hero and Book of Mormon Match 3, use the Book of Mormon merely as a scenic backdrop for the game. In others, such as Mormon cartoonists' LDS Scripture Heroes and the Great Book of Mormon Adventure, the gameplay serves primarily as a vehicle to teach players about Book of Mormon characters and stories. A decline in game development. Looking at the release dates of the Book of Mormon themed video games, we see spurts of activity in the mid-2000s and in the mid-2010s. The first bump is easy to explain. These games are almost entirely created by a single team, Bomb Tunes, during their time as students at Brigham Young University before the demands of family and career pulled them away from their game development hobby. The second bump is more nuanced. These games were written by a variety of developers from across the world rather than by one highly motivated group of authors. What brought about this flurry of activity and why did it drop off afterward? In 2014 and 2015, the church's ID department in Riverton, Utah, sponsored an LDS app and game contest. This contest solicited entries in three categories, primary, youth, and family. By submitting their own new original games and apps to this contest, developers could compete for a variety of prizes, mostly gift cards to Deseret Book. The rewards themselves were nominal. The gift cards were worth at most $100 far less than the amount of money it would cost to commercially develop an app. Other than bragging rights, we believe the greatest incentive for participation in this contest was the sense of community that it afforded to Latter-day Saint app developers. After the contest was discontinued in 2015, there was no single unifying entity around which aspiring Latter-day Saint app developers could rally. Consequently, the number of new Book of Mormon-themed video games declined. Not only is the number of Book of Mormon themed video games not growing, it is shrinking. We base this on a few observations. Observation one, most games are no longer available. Many Book of Mormon themed video games are no longer being actively maintained by the developers. Of the 29 games we reviewed, only 12 are still available for purchase or download. This does not necessarily mean that the developers purposefully unlisted their apps. Rather, it is simply a reflection of the ephemeral nature of technology. Both Google and Apple regularly update the terms of use for developers. 
Apps whose developers are either unable or unwilling to comply with the latest requirements are simply removed from the store. Presumably, this is done to ensure that apps from these stores are regularly updated to work with the newest devices and operating systems. In contrast, Microsoft and Amazon have been comparatively lenient. Apps submitted to the Windows Store and Amazon App Store tend to stay avail available for years, even after the app has been abandoned by its developer. Celestial Glory is a prime example of this. Another reason for the disappearance of some online games is the demise of Flash. Adobe Flash was a software development platform that allowed developers to create interactive content such as games and video games, games and videos for websites. Many of the web-based games reviewed in this paper, in particular those by BombTunes, were made with Flash. In 2010, Apple announced they would not support the use of Flash on iOS devices due to multiple security flaws and performance issues. Other mobile platforms and web browsers would ultimately follow suit. In 2017, Adobe encouraged Flash developers to migrate their apps to other technologies. Adobe officially ended support for Flash on January 12, 2021. On that date, virtually all Flash-based software worldwide stopped working. As a result of Adobe's shutdown of Flash, many of the BombTunes games are no longer available for play. As of this writing, the BombTunes.com site is still online, but none of the game links are functional anymore. Just a few years ago, it was a thriving games site. Now it is little more than a collection of predominantly inactive hyperlinks. However, some of the BombTunes games can still be played on the website Newgrounds.com using a Flash emulator. Observation number two. The games that are available are no longer being actively updated. With the sole exception of the trading card game Book of Mormon Heroes, no other game in this paper has been updated since 2016. From this, we postulate that the developers initially created these apps in a burst of creative energy and religious zeal. Then, when the number of downloads did not meet expectations, they could no longer justify the time and effort to maintaining these apps and simply turned their attention to other projects. Observation three, most of these games' websites are offline. When developers release a new game, they will often create a website or add a new web page to an existing site to publicize it. As further evidence of the poor financial performance of many Book of Mormon-themed video games, the vast majority of, the, of these websites are now offline or no longer maintained. Of the 11 websites that were made to promote or otherwise accompany the games listed in, chronolo in the chronological overview, seven are now completely offline, while one, BombTunes.com, is still available but has not been updated since 2017. Observation number four. The developers report poor sales. The above three observations alone would suggest that these games did not provide a sustainable revenue for their creators. We contacted many of the developers to be sure, and the sales figures they quoted to us were discouraging. Only two games, Nephi's Quest and Helam, a Stripling Warrior Quest, were sold in traditional retail stores on physical media. Nephi's Quest sold around 5,000 copies, while Helam, a Stripling Warrior Quest sold less than 1,000. Given the upfront cost of manufacturing printed materials, floppy disks and DVDs, and shrink-wrapped packaging, it is unlikely that either one of these projects broke even. Of course, newer titles are distributed online only without physical media, resulting in lower upfront costs for developers. However, mobile apps are usually priced far lower than traditional shrink-wrapped software, meaning a high number of sales is still required to make a profit. The greatest commercial success we've seen is from the two games LDS Scripture Heroes and The Great Book of Mormon Adventure, both from Mormon cartoonist LLC. At their peak, these games generated about $1,000 per month, 
although more recently it has dropped to about $100 per month. This could be helpful as an additional revenue stream, but is hardly sufficient as a primary source of income. Other mobile games have not fared nearly as well. Boma The Great War sold only nine copies before being dropped from Google Play for technical reasons. Although BombTunes did not provide us exact sales figures for the Android version of Quest for the Plates, they did tell us that it was not a moneymaker for them. The biggest question, of course, is why? Why did these games, many of which are very nicely done, not fare better commercially? We don't claim to have a definitive answer, but some possible contributing factors may include the following. An aversion to paid content. The church has a culture of free content. Every single app published by the church is available free of charge. For example, the Gospel Library app and the Sacred Music apps provide virtually unlimited reading and listening material at no cost. The church's YouTube channel contains hundreds of hours of free inspirational videos. As a result, some Latter-day Saints may be hesitant to purchase or even be slightly suspicious of for-profit digital religious content. Ironically, the same hesitation does not appear to apply to traditional media, Deseret Book, for example, has been profitably publishing religious-oriented books for over 100 years. Aversion to advertising. Advertising may seem out of place in religious media. After all, the church's website, mobile apps, and print magazines contain no advertisements. Many of the games reviewed in this paper are adware, meaning they are free to download and play, but display advertisements during the game. These advertisements provide revenue for the developers, whereas app developers have direct control over the content of the app itself. The ads are typically provided by a third party over which the developer has little control. As a result, occasionally offensive ads may creep into an otherwise innocuous video game. Indeed, many of the negative reviews an otherwise quality app receives are the result of inappropriate ads. Aversion to violence. Although the Book of Mormon itself is replete with references to wars and contention, many parents choose not to let their children play games with significant amounts of violence. This may explain why the slow-paced, puzzle-oriented game Nephi's Quest sold more copies than the battle-heavy RPG Helam. In spite of its, its inferior graphics and the 20-year distance between their release dates. However, an aversion to violent content alone does not explain the lack of popularity of Book of Mormon-themed video games. Indeed, of all the for-profit games reviewed in this paper, only a handful of, of them, Helam, The Great War, Book of Mormon Heroes, involve actual combat. A possible resurgence in game development. Book of Mormon-themed video games are, for many, an enjoyable way to bring stories of the Book of Mormon to life. These games can also serve as a non-threatening introduction to the Book of Mormon for those unaffiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We believe that these games do, in fact, encourage players to explore the scriptures for themselves. As an example, BombTunes reports that 12,869 users clicked on a link to read 1 Nephi chapter 4 online upon completing the game Quest for the Plates. As such, Book of Mormon-themed video games are an underutilized educational and missionary tool. Although there has been a decline in recent years in Book of Mormon-themed game development, we believe a rebound is both possible and probable. The data suggests that the LDS app and game contest was a significant catalyst for the development of Book of Mormon-themed video games. The discontinuance of that program in 2015 strongly correlates to the observed decrease in the number of new Book of Mormon-themed video games. The contest was one of several parallel efforts made by church headquarters staff to actively engage the Latter-day Saint developer community in the production of games, applications, and content for the broader church members. 
Since 2015, those efforts have been deprioritized in favor of other valuable initiatives. We believe this contest and its attendant benefits could be brought back, albeit without requiring continuing sponsorship by the technology leads in church administration. As an alternative, we suggest that the app and game contest or a similar effort be reinstated under the aegis of academic departments of church-sponsored universities through businesses like Deseret Book or perhaps through independent organizations like Meridian Magazine or Interpreter Foundation. Indeed, this may allow the contest to reach a far wider audience than before. We encourage interested academics, practitioners, and enthusiasts to sponsor and organize new forums in which Latter-day Saint software developers can showcase their work. We hope that these new venues could restore the sense of community that the app and game contest once provided, and thereby spur the creation of new Book of Mormon-themed video games. What types of games will these developers create? Most of the existing games are single-player games revolving around just three main story arcs from the Book of Mormon. The journey of Lehi's family from Jerusalem to the Americas, the Nephites' military campaigns under Captain Moroni, and the journey of the Jaredites to the Americas. This is not surprising, as these story arcs contain some of the most memorable and exciting tales in the whole Book of Mormon. However, there are still plenty of underexplored topics to consider. Many of these could reasonably be adapted as single or multiplayer games. Some possible ideas include adventure, an adventure game about the life of Zenef, one of the most poetically tragic characters in the Book of Mormon. All he wanted was to reunite Lehi's posterity, but seems never, things never seem to work out for him. An arcade game about Ammon defending Lemoni's flocks. It is astonishing that no one has made a video game about this yet. This one especially seems like low-hanging fruit. Alma the Elder escaping capture after Abinadi's death, establishing a community, teaching people, gathering supplies, etc. Captain Moroni's great escapes, liberating Nephite cities captured by Lamanite armies. Nephite soldier training game, Tiancum, Javelin Toss, Ammon, Sling Throwing, etc. Sim-style game to optimize internal food stores or economics to break the siege of the Gadianton robbers. King Benjamin's Tower Builder. The tower needs to reach the optimal height for viewing or projection. Constraints can include materials, base, base width, etc. A Nephite coinage game, change-making activities, unit conversions for various measures of grain, etc. And lastly, help Mormon collect hidden records, assemble the plates, and avoid getting captured or killed. Of course, some topics are so fertile that they stay fresh even after multiple explorations. For example, no less than seven games cataloged in this paper deal with Lehi's family's exodus from Jerusalem. But each one approaches the story from a different angle. Future games could likely do the same. We have surely not seen the last game about Nephi, Sam, Laman, and Lemuel. Advice to aspiring developers. In closing, we offer some advice for software developers looking to create their own Book of Mormon themed video games. One, do not put advertising in religiously themed games. Unless you can afford to make your game 100% free, the most effective business model is the so-called freemium model. Offer a free version with limited functionality, then allow users to unlock the rest of the features for a fee. This allows the users to test drive the app, making sure it provides value and is compatible with their device, before making a monetary commitment. The puzzle game, The Great Book of Mormon Adventure, is distributed using this model, and it has been a modest but steady source of revenue for its developer for many years. However, 
None of the games we've reviewed have been very big money makers for their creators. Be patient, recognizing that app development is unlikely to become your primary income source, at least at first. Number two, maintain your game over time. Publishing an app is a long-term commitment. Keep up with the changing requirements of the four main app distributors, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft. It takes work to keep your apps updated, but it will save your users from the frustration of having their apps, especially ones they paid for, disappear from the storefront with no way to recover them. Conclusion. The Book of Mormon has inspired multiple generations of artists, songwriters, and storytellers. Video games are a relatively new, if perhaps underutilized vehicle for creative exploration of the Book of Mormon. We have reviewed, insofar as we are aware, every arcade, adventure, and puzzle video game based on the Book of Mormon. Since many of these games are no longer generally available online or in stores, we felt a special urgency to preserve a record of them for posterity. Indeed, we consider our historical survey of these 29 games to be one of the major contributions of this paper. Each new game represents a substantial time commitment for its developers, yet very few Book of Mormon-themed video games have seen widespread commercial success, and overall the number of new titles being produced is in decline. In this paper, we have discussed some reasons for this phenomenon, and offered suggestions for revitalizing the development of these games. It is our hope that this paper will inspire academics, entrepreneurs, and especially developers to flood the earth with wholesome and fun video games based on the Book of Mormon. Jeffrey M. Draper is a professor of computer science at Brigham Young University, Hawaii. He received a PhD from the University of Utah and bachelor's and master's degrees from Brigham Young University, all in computer science. His research interests include data visualization, human-computer interaction, digital humanities, and vintage computing. Aaron M. Curtis serves as Dean of the Faculty of Math and Computing at Brigham Young University, Hawaii. He received a PhD in Management Information Systems from Indiana University, as well as a Master's Degree in Information Systems Management and a Bachelor's Degree in Business Management, both from Brigham Young University. His research interests include computer-mediated communication and the application of collaboration technologies and artificial intelligence tools to support the development of programming code and the composition of natural language texts. This has been a recording of Pixelated Profits, a history and analysis of Book of Mormon themed video games by Jeffrey M. Draper and Aaron M. Curtis, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint faith and scholarship, read by Aaron Curtis. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged. The journal and its website are credited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles can be found at journal.interpreterfoundation.org. More information about the Interpreter Foundation, along with a wide array of additional resources, can be found at interpreterfoundation.org.